Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today we got one of the hottest names coming up out of L.A. right now, Blast. How you feeling, man? Feeling great. Then you said hottest in L.A.? That's crazy. I mean, it's early, but I'm very optimistic. And it's it's crazy because I was having a phone call with a DJ Head last night, and he was saying the same thing. He's like, that's the first artist that I ever interviewed, and I just tried to sign him immediately. Absolutely. Shout out DJ Head. Uh, good mentor always giving me games so yeah shout out bro right so how, how do you feel like where do you feel like you're at in your career because it's kind of crazy because you you know you're like a relatively new name but yeah. you're all of a sudden making like big moves and like you know like the mozzie video that just came out a few weeks ago is probably the most views you ever did on a song and that's right. got like a few million already yeah. uh how does it feel and how are you sort of taking in all this new energy you're getting from people man honestly it's been like a snowball effect as of recently since i put out my project uh no love lost it's been crazy, like, a lot of people that I that I looked up to as a young age been showing love, tapping in, so, yeah, it's just, I just use it as fuel and motivation and just keep going. Mm, definitely. Yeah. It's cool, too, because it's nice to see somebody getting attention out of L.A. that doesn't really have any kind of gimmicks going on or any sort of weird shit. A lot of people are using stuff besides music to get attention, and it doesn't feel like you're really uh, all that interested in that. Nah, yeah, I'm strictly about the music. Um I'm real simple, quality over quantity. So I'm always in the studio, always trying to become the best version of myself. So, mm. yeah. So you're from L.A., from a, from a young child? Talk about where you're from exactly. Absolutely. I'm from South Central L.A. Um, grew up in my grandparents' area, 75th and Central. Okay. But I went to high school in the IE also. Oh, really? Like, that's where my dad stayed, yeah. Oh, so you would go out there, what, during the week to go to school? Or, yeah. Or so you high wouldn't school. bus all the way to the IE every day, would you? Nah, hell oh, okay. no. Nah. <laughs> nah, I stayed out there with my dad for like right. for a minute. So I would always be back and forth to L.A. in the IE. Right. Okay. Yeah. So do you feel like that gave you a different perspective? Were the kids out there totally different than the kids you were hell around yeah. on the block? Hell yeah. The school system was different. It was more strict. And then, but also, it was, it was like I was to myself a lot too, because I don't really know nobody out there. Right. But it was cool. Like it, that's what got me into music. Like just being able to to isolate myself and, and learn shit at a quicker pace. Right. Because there was nothing else outside to do. That's kind of crazy. I feel like it's such a consistent thing on uh, with people I speak to that it feels like it, the people who blow up a lot of times or become like really great artists or whatever so often are people who are maybe from the hood or from a certain area, but then that like whatever the situation is in their youth, they end up being exposed to like different ways of life yeah. early on. You feel like that going to the IE and sort of like having, you know, a, a different experience than a lot of the other people that are from the same area that you're from might have like made you more of an artist or made you more prepared for it? Yeah, 
I, I would for sure say it gave me a different perspective. Like my sister, when we stayed in when we stayed in South Central, she got jumped. So my mom was like, I'm not having, I was the only boy. So she was like, I'm not having you go to high school out here. Mm. That's when I moved with my pops. And I would say it definitely gave me a different perspective because I started skateboarding and shit, like mm. shit that I normally wouldn't do in the hood. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it gave me a different look on life. That's interesting. Do you think the IE deserves the hate it gets? I, I, didn't Tyler, the creator, have a super viral <laughs> tweet about the IE a few years back and everybody was all fucking riled What'd up about say? it? I forget exactly what he said. I think he was shitting on it. He's like, motherfuckers say they're from L.A., but they're from the IE or something like that. Nah, and I, yeah. Every person I know from the IE was like, I got to defend the Inland Empire, man. Shit, I mean, no comment on that. Shout out to my <laughs> niggas in Upland, you know what I'm saying? I went to Upland High, so. Okay. But yeah, I'm from LA. That's how I put it. Right. Yeah. Bro, you were making, so you really got into making music when you were out there just because you sort of had more time to yourself? Right. It was like a like a situation to where I was bored and just wanting to learn anything. So I was on YouTube just figuring out how to make beats or how to record myself. And I fell in love with like graphic designing, like, you know, shit you wouldn't normally do if you was outside. Like, right. I had the time to do it because I had that time on my hands. No, I love that. When I heard you saying that in another interview, I was like, man, that's so cool just because I feel like a lot of people sort of miss out on that, that there's so much value to be had if you can learn every other step of the process of making a record. And, like, you were, you started making beats. You started doing Photoshop and figuring out how to edit and make your own videos and shit. Right, yeah. So I do a lot of uh, my post-production, too, to this day. Right. Yeah, actually, Head, when I was on the phone with him yesterday, he's like, he's the only artist I've seen since Ty Dolla Sign that's really, like, in touch with how to do so many different parts of the recording yeah. process, which I was, thought that was a pretty big compliment because everybody who's ever been around Ty when he makes music always says that he's, like, one of the most talented, like, overall dudes. Yeah, nah, that's a fact. Shout out Ty, too. That's one of my short inspirations. Definitely. So did you get wrapped up in like getting in trouble while you were in L.A. or anything? Or did you manage to kind of keep your nose clean? Were you not that kind of kid? I mean, when you were younger, of course, like just trying to figure out life and shit. Um, I was just running around with the homies. Like when I think about me being little, I think about me just riding on bikes, throwing rocks at cars and mm. just doing dumb shit, fighting with neighbors. And But yeah, I mean, as you get older, you you, you start learning like territories you're not supposed to be in. And uh, yeah, I mean, but also my mom was very strict though at the same time. Like she always uh, stood on integrity. So she always instilled that in it. So I always knew my limits at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah. So you, you, you never really felt too tempted to sort of go down a different path? Were you, were you like a good kid in school and shit like that? Were you focused in, in that regard? Um, I was a class clown for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say that. I actually went to continuation school, like, in 10th grade. Really? But it was honestly because I broke my ankle skateboarding. Oh, really? So, yeah, I didn't want to crutch around school. So I was like, man, fuck this shit. I, I'm not going to school. And then I was like, I was long credit, so I had to go to continuation school. Right. Which was cool for me because continuation school is like, yo, your periods is shorter, but you get quicker credits. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Did you Have you left the skateboarding behind at this point? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I still fuck around a little bit, but yeah, definitely in the past. Did you ever feel like you were really talented at that? I really thought I was. Like I was hitting rails and stairs and all kind really? of shit. Yeah. So. That's up. But at a certain point, the music just took over. Yeah, it took over for sure. I feel that. Um, how do you like figure out your style? Like when you first started making music, did you think you were going to be a rapper, and then you sort of happened upon singing or whatever your style is now? 
Um, I was I was really just experimenting with everything. Mm. Early, even all, early on, I was singing. A lot of people don't know, and then I just fell in love with like wordplay, like lyrics and rapping and stuff. Then I got back on to singing. Like when I was rapping, I was kind of insecure about my like my voice mm. as far as being uh, melodic and stuff. But later down the line, I just felt like my voice developed to where I can find a, a, a good pocket. I don't even look at myself as the best singer, but I look at myself as like a good song creator. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah. Do you, do you sort of see... Do you see what you're doing as being so fundamentally different than what a rapper is doing? Because it feels like these days, like the line between who I consider a singer or an R&B dude versus a rapper is like the line just keeps getting more and more blurred because, you know, you got somebody like Polo G who there's a lot of melody in like every verse that he does. But at the same time, he feels more like a rapper. And with you, it kind of feels like structurally, you know, you're not as like R&B ish as certain artists, but you're, you're, you know, you're clearly not rapping either. Yeah. I mean, I think that comes a lot with what you talk about as well. True, you know what true. I'm saying? I talk about a, a lot about, like, relationship shit. So, you know, I mean, I speak on the street shit too, but it's really minimal with me mm. on that aspect. Is that just your personality, or is that kind of a conscious choice that you make at a certain point where you're like, I, I want to focus on this side of life? Nah, I mean, I just speak about what I know. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to cap like I'm in the streets every day, you know what I'm saying? So, But what I am dealing with is relationship problems, you know, so... I speak on what I what I'm dealing with firsthand. Right. And then you know, as far as other shit I speak on is just what I go through on a personal like struggles as a growing artist or you know, typical shit. Definitely. When you talk about relationships though, are you the type of person who's dealing with a lot of different girls or are you just like letting one girl break your heart at a time? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean shit. I'm a I'm a pretty picky man. I would say that so Definitely speaking on a specific relationship, you know what I'm saying? And um just the challenges that you face when you when you trying to create a career for yourself and set goals and accomplish them, mm. but at at the same time trying to balance being in a relationship and being a family man cuz I have a son as well. Oh, right. So, yeah, just creating that balance as far as spending time away from my family. Like that's what that's what most of my content was about in my my recent project. Really? Okay. So yeah, because I mean, if you're in a relationship and then you start to go through a lot of serious changes, like what you've been through, even just you know your career is relatively new, but like you know even just in this short period of time, I mean, your whole life has changed so much, and for a relationship to stay consistent through that, it's going to be extremely difficult, from my experience. Yeah, it's inevitable. Like it's what come with this shit. That's what I always say, but. It, it creates good content at the end of the day, so I'm right. grateful for it. Have you ever been in, like, a blowout fight where you're, like, you know, the girl's crying and you're screaming at the top <laughs> of your lungs and shit, and you're thinking, like, man, this is going to eventually end up in a song? Absolutely. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> it crosses your mind. Okay. All the time, I'll be like, damn, this is going to be a fire-ass song. In the middle of the argument, I'll be thinking, like, of lyrics I could say from this argument. Right. It's fucked up, but it's the it's the truth. Do you think if you had, were in a perfect relationship where you just weren't dealing with much problems that you might kind of run dry on shit to talk about nah, in your that's music? That's a fact. I feel like life gives you experience, you know what mm. I'm saying? So the, the most fucked up shit you go to, go through is what people relate to because mm. everybody going through fucked up shit. It's not like everybody's living perfect on every aspect. So, yeah, I always look at it like that. Definitely. Who who would you describe as like your biggest musical influences throughout your life and and even right now? Off the top of my head, I think of uh, Ryan Leslie. Really? Yeah. Because when I was younger, he had this crazy ass video 
video on YouTube where he made the beat from scratch, wrote the song from scratch, and he did it. It was like early on before YouTube was even like popping like that. Right. I was like, damn, like that shit made me realize it was possible to, you know, be be talented in, in every aspect instead of just one certain, you know, thing. Right. Definitely. Okay, wow. So he's like the biggest one. That's interesting. Is there anybody more in like the the R&B type category that sort of appeals to you in that regard. I've been listening to a lot of Tusi. I don't know if you're familiar with him or yeah. not, but he's like, I can come and do that. I, as, as I was listening to him, your new shit, I was like, man, you know what? I feel like both of these dudes are, are kind of realizing like similar things through their music. Um, You asked me like anybody recently? Yeah, that, just anybody that stands out to you is that sort of has influenced your style. I would say Ty. Yeah. Ty is pretty fire. I like, bro. I seen him come up. So, you know, just being from L.A. And I um, I like his growth. I can relate to him a lot. Definitely. I was I was seeing that somebody said that uh, Kendrick was showing you love. How did that happen? Oh, that was actually through a song I produced a minute ago called Do Yo Gutta. It was like a like a local song, but it went viral. The artist, and his name is J3 Hitter from Compton. Right. Yeah, so he hopped on a remix, Kendrick, YG, and Problem. Wow. And that was, like, pretty viral around the city, yeah. Oh, that's dope. What, YG has tapped in with you, too. How, how did that happen? He just tapped in on Instagram. A lot of people just been tapping in in, in the DMs, like, bro, I, I respect what you got going. Um, let's work on some shit. Right. Yeah, YG, he invited me to his, his video shoot with uh, his artist, Day Salon. I think that's yeah, her Yeah, yeah, yeah. I interviewed her. She's dope. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was cool vibes. I fuck with YG. He cool. Right. Yeah. No. YG's great. Do you did he try to sign you? I feel like he nah, tries to sign all the popping talent out here. <laughs> hell no. Nah. He didn't. He didn't come at me like that. Okay. Did yeah. you sign with somebody sort of early on in your career that you're no longer with? I heard somebody tell me that. that yeah. You were I was, in a weird I was situation. From a group early called on. TIU Music. Okay. A ago. That was way early on, like fresh out of high school. Really? Yeah. So you somehow got in this group? Were you guys actually friends, or did they put you in a group? Yeah. So actually, it was somebody I went to high school with. And uh, his sister started a group, and it was a collective of artists, like 10 artists. Right. And, uh, yeah, that's that was my first channel of putting out music. So we put out a couple projects, and it was me and King. We was a duo, actually. Uh-huh. And that pretty much taught me the ropes of just, like, creating a brand, uh, adding merch to your brand, and just releasing music independently. Right. Yeah. Were you caught up contractually there for a little bit, being nah, that you signed nah. as a group? No, it wasn't nothing it like that? It was nothing crazy, nah. Okay. Interesting. So, do you? It sounds like you've written for a bunch of people too, though. Like, how did you end up getting into that situation? And is it, does that take away from your focus on your own career ever? Sometimes, like, I feel like you got to be in a certain mode to be willing to give other people your your art. Especially me being in a position I'm in. Like, I feel like I'm a new artist still. Like, I'm still making my first impression. So you don't want to give up all your sauce, but um. You know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get in the gates. Right. Yeah. Because that Mozzie song, you said that that was originally supposed to be you writing a hook for somebody. And right, And you just yeah. fucked with your vocals enough that he just left it on? Exactly. That shit was crazy. Shout out Davo, which is Mozzie's manager. Okay. Because we was doing some writing camps for uh, the Fast and Furious sound- soundtrack. Wow. And then, yeah, Davo, he was fucking with me. He was just sending me beats, like, try some hooks for this. I did that hook for Mozzie. Mozzie said he wanted to keep me on there. That's lit. That's I pretty big I deal. didn't even meet Mozzie up until the point we shot that video. Right. 
Yeah. That's crazy. So when, but when you wrote that song, because sometimes when you write a song, you're thinking of it from a different perspective. Like I think of fucking Yachty writing that City Girls song that like went viral when everybody found out because everybody was like laughing at the idea of Yachty writing lyrics as a bad bitch. Yeah. When you wrote that song, were you not really in any specific mentality? You were writing as if it could have just been you. Nah, I'm always writing from my perspective, unless it's like specifically told to me, like, oh, this is for this artist. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm always writing from my own perspective. Right. Yeah, because it must be kind of hard for you. Like, you, you could write a song and think this is an amazing song. Like, this could be the song that really blows me up. But then also at the same time, that same song, you could sell it to an artist and make a small amount of money right there. And then it's going to pay the rent for a couple months Yeah. versus sitting on that song and just hoping that the public is, is ready to hear you put that song out, right? Yeah. But I feel like I have that gift to, like, any song I write, there's some artist, it's some artist out there that can that can say them same lyrics. Right. Because I feel like my 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 lyrics is relatable across the board, right. no matter what I'm talking about. Yeah, and there's a lot of, like, the most successful artists that have just written shitloads of songs for people, and you just, we don't know. Like, we don't yeah. know. Like, and, and it might seem unbelievable if we actually knew artists who have, like, tons of huge records and then find out they actually have 20 other records that they wrote for other people that were huge hits. Right. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um. Okay, so... I feel like with this project, though, you went in sort of like a specific direction where you, you didn't do any features. You kept it sort of in a in a very conceptual lane, whereas like you've also been doing a bunch of features with rappers and stuff. Do, does it feel like that the project No Love Lost is kind of more of a representation of like you as an artist, whereas like you going and doing features with other artists is kind of a different thing? Yeah, absolutely. And it wasn't intentional at first because I was supposed to have Beano on one of the songs mm. but um it just turned out like that like i produced the whole thing um i wrote the whole thing of course and i mixed everything but um yeah it just happened like that right no that's interesting do you consider it like a concept album because uh like the, the there's like a common theme sort of running through the whole thing like the idea of no love loss and like the various meanings that they can kind of take on and throughout yeah. the project yeah, it's definitely a concept album I feel like that's the mode I was in. That's the mindset I was in. And, uh, like, projects I look up to is, is very concept conceptual. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm definitely big on, or, like, that's what I want to do, like, in the future as well. Right, just sort of, like, create, create, like, real cohesive bodies of work that feel like they have meaning and will really, like, you know, because that's eventually like how you're going to be judged is by like, you know, when you go to the Spotify or the Apple Music and you see that row of albums and you have real fans who look at each of those projects as this like powerful experience that they went through when they yeah. first found out about that. That's kind of like the best case thing that yeah. people could see from you. Yeah, I like, I like everything to tie in to each, to each other. You know what I'm saying? One of the persons I look up to is Adam Sandler, like. It was this YouTube video where it was breaking down every movie and how they tie into each other. Right. So, like, I like breaking down stories and, like, when fans discover the actual meaning of shit, like, that's the type of shit I'm into. Right. Yeah. That's actually really interesting. Adam Sandler, man, I grew up on his early shit. I don't know that much about his, like, latter career, but, like, yeah. dude, Billy Madison, when I was a kid, that was... That was the whole thing. And Happy Gilmore. And I'm not really sure what the connection is between those two. But Yeah, nah, the nigga's a, he's a goat for sure. I feel like everybody respects Adam Sandler because he's rich as fuck and he still dresses like you total shit. The, the boy is regular. It's so crazy. Double XL basketball shorts down to his <laughs> fucking ankles. And it's just like, damn, like you got 
millions and millions of dollars and you don't give a fuck. Right. Yeah. Um, so do you drink? Do you smoke? Are you? I feel like I didn't hear you really talk about those on the project, so it almost makes me think that you don't. I don't smoke. I drink occasionally. Right. But what I, I do smoke CBD. Oh, nice. So, yeah, that's, that's something that I got into recently, actually. It helped me with, like, my anxiety and stuff. Like, uh-huh. I'm not the most social, you know, person, but CBD helps me get through that. What do you, you vape it or you, like, fuck, I see people rolling CBD blunts. Of, like, right, they, yeah, they, they, get they, the got, weed, they got buzz, but I'll be smoking the pre-rolls. Really? Yeah. And you like that a lot more than actually getting high? Absolutely. If I smoke some weed right now, I'll be in this bitch tripping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you be running around acting crazy or are you just going to be sitting there slumped? Nah, I'd just be super paranoid looking around. like Right. Thinking he finna kill me or something. Yeah. Shit, he might. <laughs> I don't trust him. Um, no, but that that's interesting because like me and AD will be doing these live streams where we listen to the fans' music on here. And, you know, I'll roll like three blunts and he'll just be sitting there like having a few drinks. And as he smokes weed, like I will just be watching the effect that weed has on him. And yeah. he goes from so loud and crazy and lively to like. Exactly. It, it, it like changes him so much, and it's it's weird because like I don't realize that that's happening to me. You, you smoke weed, right? I smoke weed, but I also like don't smoke weed before I do a podcast because okay. I know what it's gonna do to me. It's right. gonna make me a little bit too, too laid back, yeah. you know. I feel you. Mm. But so the drinking thing, you just it's more of a once in a while type thing. Yeah, like I'm a social drinker, or if it's like an event or something, I'm not just drinking at the house. Like you mm. know what I'm saying, I feel that. Yeah. One of my employees, him and his girl, they just be getting drunk as fuck on stream together. And it kind of blows my mind because Ooh, I feel right like, there? no, not her. Uh. I don't know what her and her boyfriend <laughs> are doing. But to me, that's like if you can get drunk as fuck with the person that you're dating all the time and not end up wanting to kill each other. That's extremely impressive. That's different. Yeah. That's different. That's the challenge. for sure. I couldn't do that. Yeah. I'd be mad when like if, if somebody else drunk and I'm not drunk. Oh, man. That's the worst. You show up at a party and a bunch of people are on coke and drunk as fuck, and they're yelling in your face, and you're just like, it's annoying. Bro, what are you doing?" Like, that's a fact. That's that's like a pet peeve for sure. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> when did you become vegan? Um, this was like five, six years ago now. Really? Yeah. What caused it? You're just concerned about your health, or? Uh, at first, it was a, it was a group thing. Like all the homies around me, that was like, "Fuck it, we gotta." We just gonna try some shit on some random shit, uh-huh. but then when I start doing my like history as far as my my family health history, a lot of people in my family had heart attacks and was like obese and stuff. So I just took it upon myself to to go that route. That's dope. Yeah, you didn't notice any negative side effects or anything. You you've had a fully positive experience with it. Yeah, I mean. The only thing I would say is certain places is bland. Like if you if you oh, yeah. if you on a road, of course. But once you find your little go to places, or if you cooking for yourself, you you solid. Mm. Yeah. What's your go to favorite meals? Being vegan, like that that actually gets the job done. Um. I would say the Beyond Burger. That's mm. a, that always comes in clutch. They got the Chipotle. They got the tofu there that you can order now. I've seen. Yeah, I'm not really big on the Chipotle tofu, but really, damn. I'm still a Chipotle fan, man. I'll never give it up. No, I love Chipotle, but <laughs> tofu. Oh, the tofu is not good? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's what's up. So um, you would probably be on tour and doing all kinds of crazy shit right now if you weren't locked down. Do you, do you feel that, the COVID sort of slowing the growth up a little bit? That's the only thing I'm mad at. Like, I feel like it would have been a perfect time to sell out the Roxy or mm. do the observatory 
And um, yeah, that's what I'm missing out on right now. Even uh, before this shit, I did a couple shows with Bino and it was different because they knew the words. Right. So that energy is, is what I'm missing right now, like from the fans. Yeah, being an up-and-coming artist and going out there and performing your songs in front of an audience that has never fucking heard of you and doesn't know one single word to your songs is like, that's a huge part of the trial by far that you got to go through to make it as an artist because when you see a really big artist and they're performing and they got everybody screaming the words back at them, yeah. it's easy to be a superstar <laughs> exactly. then. You ain't even got to sing the words. Getting through that period where they don't know any of your songs. and Have you ever seen an artist come out and make the audience love them right. in the course of one performance? Right. That's some of the craziest shit I've ever seen. I've seen that probably like one or two times. Yeah. It's this artist named Tish Hyman. Okay. She got the coldest voice. She from New York, fire. Like if you if you hear her sing, you get chills. Really? First time I seen her perform, I was like, damn, that's crazy. But you know, that's a talent to have stage presence. You know what I'm saying? For people to be that impressed by your talent and your charisma and shit when they haven't heard the songs before, like even if you don't really fuck with an artist, but you've heard a song ten times, yeah. and they come out and perform that song, but you heard it ten times, so you kind of know the words. I mean, that th th it's easy to enjoy something when you heard it right. mad times. You know? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Definitely. So what have you been uh, working on? You just work on music on all the time, even though this project just came out, or what's the mentality? Well, right now, I mean, I'm always recording and making beats, of course, but uh, right now I'm focused on a deluxe that I'm going to put out for No Love Lost, and then I'm going to double back with Bino for the six tape part two. Okay. Yeah. That's what's up. So, okay, everybody gets to do the deluxe thing these days. That's interesting. How do you look at that, though? Is, is it a way, is it completely changed the project or is it just sort of adding like the extras um i look at it just like listening to my fans like a lot of people of course the ep is short right and typically people don't do a deluxe for an ep you know what i'm saying they do it for albums right so being that this is my first solo body of work a lot of people are tapping in like yo we need more music the song's too short uh why this song not on there so I'm going to put some songs that I put out previously that's that only been on SoundCloud on there. And I'm going to add some uh, features and, um, yeah, things like that. I'm going to add, like, four or five more songs. Definitely. Are you uh, – you you're not signed right now? Yeah, so I did a partnership with Red Bull. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. How's that going? It's going great. Shout out Red Bull Records, man. It's wow. lovely. Oh, okay, because they are the ones who hit me up about you initially. Okay, yeah. And then but I forgot about it right away because then I mentioned you to A D and A D's like, Oh yeah, he's hard. You gotta fuck with him. Everybody like I feel like in LA it's like the, the worst kept secret that blasts yeah. this new artist that everybody's gotta check out. Yeah, I love it. It's crazy because I feel like I'm still an underdog though. You know mm. what I'm saying? But Everybody been showing love. Like, even A. Shout out AD, man. I was supposed to be and do a fucking song with this nigga like six years ago. So, the fact that you. Oh, he here? Yeah. Oh, that's He's crazy. here right now? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, that's yeah. fire. Yeah. Cause uh, AD actually, he always gives me a hard time about like not really appreciating RB and shit. And so, he's he's always hit me with his fucking nah, playlist and I'm shit. I'm gonna tell you right now, bro. I appreciate you having me. Cause 
I wouldn't even expect to be on on this type of show. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, definitely. I mean, as, so, as soon as I realized like, oh, I could get this interview, I was hyped up because I'm like, oh no, I could see this dude being fucking huge within a year. Yeah, or two, I seen so. you shout me out on, on one of the episodes. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I was just super impressed. And AD because he's like a mega like closet R&B fan. Like when you actually f- figure it out, he's like, <laughs> For yeah, because he gave me this R&B playlist, and then the third song is like him and Eric Bellinger. Okay. And I'm like immediately picturing. I'm like, oh, so this is what you do? You get girls to come over and you put on your R&B playlist and then by song three they're like oh who's this rapping oh that's me yeah yeah I'm on the street too you know I'm like I no, see I see fact. the hustle right there that's interesting I thought AD was a gangster it's clearly he's an R&B singer he is a gangster and a gentleman apparently they're saying <laughs> I heard um, okay so yeah what, what? how long you think it's going to be till those projects are out and for any of your fans uh, you got any words in terms of what's on the way yeah so the deluxe drop in late October um the six tape part two with Bino is no date yet, but hopefully it's gonna drop end of this year or top of next year. Shout out to my Eagle fans, you know what I'm saying? Uh yeah, I'm just I'm in a space where I feel like I'm still making a first impression. So right now my head is down and I'm just trying to create the best music. Mm. So are you the Eagle or are your fans the Eagles? Yeah, so that's the brand actually too. Okay. So the eagle is one of the highest flying birds, but it doesn't fly in flocks. And I look at that mm. as confidence, you know what I'm saying? So my thing is creating a, a conglomerate full of eagles where we can all fly solo, but when we come together, we're a force. I like that. Yeah. The eagle's an impressive bird, man. Absolutely. The traits, I relate to it. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. All right, yo, I'm I'm very thankful that you came in here. I definitely want to see uh, you and AD link up right here. That's going to be very hilarious to get you guys uh, on camera together. But uh, I appreciate you coming through and looking forward to more music for sure. Yeah, appreciate you having me on your platform. Dog. No doubt, man. Absolutely. Shout out Blast, No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. Sheesh. Appreciate y'all.